What's up, world? Welcome to another Anchor Biters podcast, where we talk college football from a college fantasy football perspective. It is season number three, episode number one. We're kicking this thing off right. Season number 17, as far as fantasy football, college fantasy football, that is. I am your host, Farnsworth. If you're privy to the show, you already know. I'm joined by my man, 100 Grand. Owens, what's going on, man? He was on mute. Man, there you go. Hey, man, we got to knock off the rust. We got to knock off the rust. Go ahead, bro. How you doing, man? I am so crunk. I'm over here about to pop. I'm like a tick about to pop waiting on this college football to start in a few days. Man, I can't wait. He is like a fat, juicy tick. Ready to pop. Ready to pop, man. We've got a wonderful episode lined up for you. We're going to run through the P5 conferences, buying and selling. We're going to see what's on Owen's mind. See, buying or selling these positions, these uh, players, the team as a whole, mm-hmm. what's going on. Let's mm-hmm. jump right into this. Let's do some P5, Power 5 conferences. We're going to start with the ACC and go up to Boston College. You've got Phil Jerkovic, 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 however you want to say it. <laughs> Owens, we're going to call him Phil J. Phil J. Phil J. What can he do with the full season? The guy um, dealt with injuries last year. Um, should he stay on the football field full-time this year? What could he do with the full season at the running back position? You've got Pat Garwo. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about him. Mm-hmm. I just can't get with Pat Garwo for whatever reason. I've tried. I've tried mm-hmm. to look deeply into it, and there's just nothing there. It's, I mean, it's like groping in the midair. That I, there's nothing there for me. He just seems real cheap to me, a cheap running back. You know, uh, uh, he's, he's almost like a Dollar Tree running back to me. Right. <laughs> There's nothing there when it comes to Pat Garo for me to cling to, hold on to, look forward to, none of that stuff. Zay Flowers at the wide wide receiver position. Man, this he, he only had nine catches in the month of November last year. Nine total catches in the entire month of November. What does his production look like with the full season? With full J, of course you've got J uh, J Hill there, but he's mm-hmm. dealing with injury right now. Owens, what do you feel? What do you see about this offense? Are you buying and selling? What are you buying and selling with these particular players? This is this is my take on it. It's really 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 simple. If Phil J stays healthy mm-hmm. all season, I will buy flowers. For who? Not That's me. It. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's the only the only player on the team. As long as Phil J stays healthy all season, I will buy. I'm selling everybody else. Who you gonna buy flowers for? Hmm. You gotta buy. You said you're gonna buy flowers. Oh, you gonna? Oh, got, got, oh my goodness! College fantasy football world. <laughs> <laughs> He's buying Zay flowers. (laughs) 
he is by my wife's over here cracking up. He's buying Zay flowers. I'm buying flowers, Zay flowers. I'm sorry, I didn't say Zay. He threw okay. me. Hey, listen, it happens. I'm human. I'm right. you buying flowers for not for me. He ain't buying no flowers for me. Quit that. Oh <laughs> I'll, man, I'll throw him down and step on him. <laughs> On the Clemson <laughs> quarterback position, you've got DJU, you've got K Clubnik coming in. Uh, it looks like Dabo is just stubborn. He's not going to go with the more talented quarterback. He's going with the veteran there. He's sticking to his guns. It looks like DJU, it's his job to lose, as Dabo would say. Yes. We'll see about that. You got Will Shipley in the backfield, Phil mm-hmm. Moffa there. Um, You've got the other running back there, Kobe Pace, dealing with an injury there. I don't mm-hmm. think they bother Will Shipley there. Wide receivers, you got EJ Williams. Of course, he's dealing with an injury. You've right. got Nada. Does he take a step forward? Um, who else steps up? Bo Collins is dealing with an injury. The Kari Collins seemed to be solid at some time last year. He he had flashes last year. Owens, what are you doing with this Clemson offense? Uh, give me Shipley and that's it. Um, because if DJU is the quarterback, um, none of the receivers is worth nothing. So mm. give me give me Shipley. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to see at the tight end position either. Um, mm. Davis Allen, you know, he had a couple good games. Uh, if you're looking at a league or if you're in a league with a tight end premium, he may be something you would, you know, look at, a guy you would watch list. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much it. On to Duke Owens, quarterback mm-hmm. position. You've got Jordan Moore versus Riley Leonard. You've got the pocket passer in Riley Leonard versus the athlete in Jordan Moore, who they've said they want to get into multiple situations, uh, even if he has to play wide receiver, which is an indication to me that he's not going to be the starting quarterback because your starting quarterback is not playing wide receiver. Right. So he's probably going to be a chess piece that they move all over the field because of his athleticism. Mm-hmm. Running back position is very, very interesting because you've got the departure of, um, I forgot the guy's name, but you've got Jordan Moore. He is, or Jordan Waters. Waters. He is, he is the incumbent. Right, yes. he's he's the incumbent. You've got Terry Moore, the talented freshman that they like. You've got right. another got Quiz Moore. He had a great spring game. Had a nice run mm-hmm. in that spring game. Right. When you Owens, when you look at the schedule for Duke, it's very intriguing. Yes, it is very. It's it's very. I mean, it it looks like it looks like it's. I mean, this this is cake right here. Yes, it is. I mean, wide receiver, you got uh, Jalen Calhoun. He's looking to build on his 2021 campaign. And, again, nothing to see at the tight end position. Owens, what's going on with this offense in your mind? As of right now, I'm selling the whole thing because I don't know what to expect. From what I've read, they don't have a standout running back. I mean, I know that, like I said, Jack Moore did his thing in, in, in the spring game, but None of them is uh, – what's the guy's, uh, the guy's name from last year? I cannot think of his name. They say they don't have his type of talent back there right Tail now. Durant. Durant, yeah. They don't have that type of talent right now. So until 
one of them guys step up and separate themselves, man. I'm I don't want no, no part of them. The schedule look good, but I I don't man, know. The schedule does look good, man. It does look good. It looks really real good. good. Yeah. If somebody yeah. can step up, this is this is something to watch. Yes, it um, is. They Definitely. man, they really like Terry Moore. That's, I mean, I, 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 uh, I guess that's their guy that they brought in. Right. They really like him. I think Jordan Waters may have some ball security issues, but they're pushing Terry Moore. In a, uh, I thought Jaquez Moore looked good in the spring game. I he thought did. that they would give him he a did. little bit more right. pub, but it just seems like they're riding with their guy, Terry Moore. I know Jordan Waters may get the, uh, may get the starting nod, Jalen Coleman, those guys being the veterans. They may get the uh, the right. bulk of the uh, carries in the beginning. Right. We'll see if Terry Moore, their guy, could uh, end up being the guy by the end of the year. On the Tallahassee, we've got Florida State. Mm-hmm. Jordan Travis has potential, Owens. Yes, he do. Looking into this guy, I didn't realize the numbers he put up last year. He's, I mean, dual threat capabilities, three games over 100 yards rushing. Right. There's not a real challenge for his spot. Mm-hmm. At the running back position, you've got Sean Ward uh, getting the nod over Trey Benson. Trey Benson looked really good in the spring game. He's very, very talented running back, transfer from Oregon. Wide mm-hmm. receiver position, you've got Micah Pittman. Of course, you've got some guys there that have been there, and Keyshawn Helton uh, and, and Wilson and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, what do you think about this particular offense, man? I like it, actually. I'm, I'm I'm a college football fan. I'm not a Florida State fan, but as a, as a college football fan, I like it. I like this offense. I like, uh, like I said, quarterback uh, position. I like the running backs um, and and a couple wide receivers. I like it all around. I like it. I like Pittman. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Jordan Travis put some numbers. He got real good potential. Um, to, to, to be a, a relevant fantasy provider. Mm-hmm. He showed flashes last year. So if he get any better this year, it's going to be a good thing. So, and they said they always seem to have a pretty decent running back. So I'm buying, man. I like this offense. What are you doing with this running back room? Uh, you know what? That's, that's, that's an interesting. Will Ward hold off um, Benson? Um, I don't Ooh. think so. Um, Me neither. I think Benson going to, you know, eventually take over. I don't know how long it's gonna it's gonna take, but I think he's gonna eventually take over. And when he do, I think he's gonna get down, man. That's just my take on it. I think he's gonna get, get down. down. Yeah. He is sure capable of doing that. Uh Louisville, Malik Cunningham, we know what this dude is. He uh, is an awesome CFF option. We don't have to go into details there. If you've been doing this for any length of time, then you know what Malik Cunningham is capable of and you are privy to his value. This running back room, Owens, is another question. Unlike Florida State, this running back room is a mess. It's a total mess. On top of that, they've got a horrible playoff schedule. Mm. Horrible playoff schedule, I think. Yes. Uh, Wide receiver options, you've got Amari Huggins-Bruce. That would be the only one I would be looking at. Right. You've got a very, very capable tight end in Marshawn Ford who put up some nice numbers last mm-hmm. year. 
I mean, some nice numbers, and he would probably be more of a safety blanket for a run-happy Malik Cunningham, which is why his numbers look the way that they do. Right. And uh, I look for him to have a similar type of season, if not build and increase upon what he did in this 2021 campaign. What are you doing with this offense? What positions do you like? What positions are you ignoring? I'm ignoring. I'm selling the running back position right now. The only Cunningham is the only player I'm buying in this entire offense. Man. I mean, maybe um, like I said, maybe for it, maybe Bruce, but that's a maybe. But Cunningham man, to me stands out, man. Like I said, that back running back, that backfield. It's a mess, man. You know, it might be running back by committee, and then they might not even do much with it when they get it. So I don't. Yeah, you've got Jalen Mitchell looks to be the uh, the running back one, the RB one there. You've got Tyon Evans coming in, just muddying things up. Travion Cooley seemed to make things clearer as if he was going to take the reins uh, when given the opportunity. But, again, Tyon Evans comes in and just muddies everything up. I don't understand that. But anyways, <laughs> down to Coral Gables, Miami. Tyler Van Dyke is that dude. No mm -hmm. doubt about that. He is very capable. He's shown that last year. He can right. put up some numbers if given the opportunity. Running back room has been decimated by injuries. Yes. You've got the talented freshman, Travante Citizen, going down with a major issue. You've got Don Chaney Jr., Mm -hmm. Can't stay healthy for whatever reason. And so that leaves them with Jalen Knighton and the transfer Henry Parrish. Right. Uh, wide receivers, I'll let you <laughs> deal with that. You've got Xavier Restrepo, <laughs> who's been most consistent. You've got the Clemson transfer, Frank Ladson there. Mm -hmm. Tight end might be the highlight of the passing game. Will Mallory, can he stay healthy? Very injury prone, seeming to be. You've got Elijah Royal, who is a CFF favorite there. That may be where the bread and butter of the passing game is, is in that tight end room. Right. There's some problems with those wide receivers. Um, the running backs are capable. Again, Trevante Citizen out, Don Chaney out for, uh, I think, for some time now. And you've got Jalen Knighton and Henry Parrish Jr. You even got Cody Brown, who's a big thickums. Just a <laughs> Big bruiser, man. Big bruiser, man. Goal line guy, short yardage guy. What are you doing, man, with these guys? Thaddeus Franklin is the guy who I'm talking about, not Cody Brown. Cody Brown's thick too, but Thaddeus Franklin is the thickums I was talking about. Six foot two forty. Uh, Cody Brown's about two thirty. So you've got two short yardage guys. I don't know how much burn they get, but goal line short yardage they may be useful. What are you doing with this offense in these positions? Uh, from what I'm hearing, I don't Ooh. like what I'm. I don't like what I'm hearing. Uh -oh. um, the backfield's busted up. Yeah, I'm selling. I'm selling all of them right now until they show me something. Until I see something, I'm selling all the, that whole backfield. These wide receivers, man. From what I'm hearing, they turning balls down. Man, they don't, they don't like Van Dyke putting it on the numbers. They want it. Out in front of them, or, or 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 vice versa, put it out in front of me. I want them on my numbers. Either way, they turn them down. So 
They don't like the spiral. They don't like the spiral. They I want a duck. They want it wobbly a little bit. Then when it's wobbly, I wanted a spiral. Well, then you, you threw it low. I wanted it high. When you threw it high, I wanted it low. Either way, they, they, they turn them down is what I'm hearing. So with that being said, that's just going to put a, a, a big limitation on this offense, man. So I'm selling it, man, the whole thing. Well, actually, I take that back. Well, yeah, I'm selling it. I'm selling it. You're selling Tyler Van Dyke? I'm, I'm selling it because if he throw the ball to him, they turn it down. How are you going to get yards and they turn it down? I mean, they've got a talented tight end room. Yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, I know you mentioned that before, but Henry Parrish and um, Jalen Knighton—they catch passes pretty well. You say, okay, you say I'm, we defender, and the, the receivers can't catch, so we're just gonna double up on the tight end. Both you know, of them, double up on them. Lead the wide receiver. If the wide receivers I mean, can't catch, you leave them open, man. They gonna. <laughs> I mean, if they running twelve personnel out there, you gonna double both of them? Hey man, they got they got to do something. I mean, listen, the tight the wide receivers can't catch. If they can't catch, they're they're no no threat. You ain't worried about them. Okay, but I just I mean I don't know. You I would Van Dyke is the the best option out of the whole offense. I would say, but absolutely. But uh, I'm not I'm not buying on anything else, man. All right, NC State. Devin Leary, you were shocked at the numbers that Devin Leary, he is a CFF gym, man. Yes. 35 touchdowns last year, 37 total at five interceptions. Um, he is a CFF gym. The running back Jordan Houston is his time. That's what we've been hearing from the coaching staff. He's mm-hmm. been patient. He's set behind this guy, that guy. It's his time. They bring in Michael Allen, the freshman. They also like Demi Sumo. Staff mentions him quite a bit. They've got a nice schedule, man. Playoff schedule is money, by the way. Yes, it I mean, is. Playoff schedule is money. Wow. Got... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Player Thomas, <laughs> wide receiver position. Will Devin Carter step up, step up, step up to the plate. Tight end position. I don't think there's anything to see there with the tight end position. How do you see this offense and what they bring to the table. I'm buying all of it. I like okay. it. I like it. Larry Thomas, man, connection to Carter. I like. I like it. I mean, they got the they got the passing game going, and then uh, like you said, man, your boy uh, uh, Houston coming in, man, supposed to be the man. Uh, he proved himself, man, to take over. They they had they normally have a pretty decent running game, uh, yep. so. You know, all the way around, man, I'm buying the whole thing, man. I like I like it. That's what's up. On the Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Uh, Drake Hills. May Drake May wins the job, but will mistakes open the door for J- Jacoby Chriswell? He's very capable. Mm-hmm. They've got a nice schedule also. They've got a couple hiccups in there, though. Yeah. Uh, they have potential, uh, you know, where they have uh, a potential average performance in the mix there in championship week with NC State. Mm -hmm. Uh, Running back injuries, of course, British Brooks, DJ Jones is the next man up. The freshman, how much do they eat into his workload? Do they essentially take him over and just push him down the depth chart to running back three? Wide receivers, you know, Downs is the wide receiver one. 
Right. Injury seems to give Andre Reed a lane to CFF relevancy mm -hmm. with Antoine Green going down. Not sure about the tight end position. Owens, how do you feel about what you're seeing with North Carolina? Ooh, I like it. Uh, there's just a big question mark at quarterback. That's the, that's the thing with me, like, is – how does May perform? Mm. Um, if he can hold up, I would buy the whole thing. Right now, I'll probably buy into the running backs just because I know they just that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and uh, what about Josh Downs? I, I'll, I'll buy Downs too. Yes, um, of course Downs. But if the if, like I said, if May or Chris Well, if, if either one of them can just be consistent and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, you say game management, a little bit more than game management. You don't want a game management quarterback, but do a little bit more than game management along with the running game. I'll buy the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Pitt Panthers, Pitt Panthers quarterback. Keaton Slovis gets the nod. <laughs> They've also got a nice schedule too, but Keaton Slovis reminds me of, 55 and a 60. You're just safe. You just, you know, kind of make people mad along the way when you're doing 55 and a 60. You're just kind of safe, man. Uh, just nothing exciting there. Abanaconda is what I'm excited about. He's finally get to see the ceiling of his fantasy possibilities. That's a question. Mm -hmm. Do we get to see that? You've got Kanata Mumfield transfer from Akron at the wide receiver position. Gavin Bartholomew could be an interesting asset depending on the consistency of Keaton Slovis. Owens, what say you? I don't like Slovis. Neither do I. I, I, just, I don't like Slovis at, at all. Um, with that being said, a Bonaconda. I'll buy, but I don't like nothing else. <laughs> so hopefully um, – well, there's Jared Wayne, too, there to consider at the wide receiver position. Uh, he was uh, very involved in the offense last year. But hopefully Pat Narduzzi gets his wish. He he had some comments to say about the previous offensive coordinator, that being, um, oh, man, Mark Whipple. Yeah, didn't want to run the ball. Hopefully we can get an offensive coordinator in there that wants to run the ball so that we can see what Israel Abanacana actually brings to the table when you utilize his talents correctly. Mm -hmm. All right, going up to Syracuse, New York, New York. Garrett Schrader at the quarterback position. You've got a new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, both uh, one and the same comes from Virginia, Robert Anai. Running back there is your guy, Sean Tucker. Is he mm -hmm. impacted by the new system and the usage of Garrett Schrader and how he's going to be used? Wide receiver might be irrelevant. Of course, it depends on Trader's progress as a Packer. Right. right. What you think, man? That's going to be the key is how well have they developed Schrader's passing game? Because last year, man, he was sometime. He had to use his wheels a lot. Most of the time, he had to use his wheels. Yes, he but did. 
I mean, if, if, if his passing game has got gotten that much improved, I think that's going to take not just him, but I think that'll open the door for Tucker a lot more because they basically keyed on Tucker last year. He started off really good, and then he kind of slowed down because they started keying on him. Uh, but if, if Schrader's passing game has gotten that much better, like I said, it's going to open that offense up. And uh, that's gonna you're gonna see a lot of fantasy relevant players come out of that man. So I think it just, it just, it's the hat is hung on Schrader's development in the passing game. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I like that. Virginia, the Cavaliers quarterback Brennan Armstrong Owens. How does he fare in a new system that didn't seem to be kind to its previous tenant? When was that Clemson working? The schedule is money, man. The schedule is there. Running back position, is there a viable fantasy option, CFF option in this room? You've got Mike Hollins there. You've got Ronnie Walker there. Neither has, you know, have proven anything. Wide receiver. -hmm. receiver. This is where the money is for fantasy in this wide receiver room. You've got Wicks there. You've got Thompson there, who's the do-everything guy. You've got Lavelle Davis coming off an injury, all six, seven of him. You've got Billy Kemp the fourth, little Wes Welker light. Mm-hmm. Owens, what do you think? I like it. Um, I'm buying. Uh, I'm buying. I'm buying uh, Wicks. Uh, Keaton Thompson, you know, he, he's okay. Not too bad. Um, of course, you got to buy Armstrong. Um, this is this this running back position is what I have questions about. Absolutely. Um, I don't I don't see neither one of these guys just being fantasy relevant at all. At all. So the passing game is where it's at. Yep. On to Virginia Tech Blacksburg. Grant Wells wins the job at the quarterback position. The running back position has been, oh, man, um, very, very vague. We think it's Malachi Thompson, but guys are just missing practice today as of uh, Wednesday, uh, October, not October, August the 24th. Jalen Holston wasn't at practice. You're dealing with that. (laughs) Um, He's supposed to be holding down the fort, I would think, until Malachi Thomas gets there. They've got Wisconsin blocking philosophy there, Mm -hmm. uh, wide receiver position. You've got Jaden Blue, the transfer from Temple. Caleb Smith should be considered in most leagues. Um, Owens, what's going on with this Virginia Tech offense? Oh, that backfield is uh, kind of rough right now. Um, I don't know. Like I said, Malachi Thomas is supposed to be the man, but you gotta wait and see. Um, uh, King King Bernard, he ain't did a thing. He been up for this going on three years. He ain't did a doggone thing. <laughs> uh, um, I uh, I don't like it right now, man. I just. I just don't. I know Wales. Wales coming from Marshall, um, and he just did okay at Marshall. 
Um, so moving up to a, a stronger division, I don't I don't know how Wills is going to perform. So as of now, it's just kind of like a bunch of question marks. So I'm going to sell this whole offense. I got you, man. Wake Forest quarterback, no Sam Hartman at the quarterback position. Mitch Griffiths mm. gets the nod with no hesitation. Right. All 5'11", 192 pounds. This dude must be a baller, <laughs> Owens, for them, to, for them to give this dude the reins to this offense with an A.T. Perry, the right reverend A.T. Perry, right. wide receiver, with no hesitation. He's Running back position, you've got Justice Ellison, Christian Turner, still there. Still there. Again, you got A.T. Perry. <laughs> Success, of course, of A.T. Perry. The right Reverend A.T. Perry is connected to the presence of Hartman. Is it connected to the presence of Hartman? Donovan Green, uh, is there rapport with another wide receiver because of familiarity by him being second string and working with a whole different unit of wide receivers? What do you think? Oh, my gosh. I think when Hartman went down, I think the offense went with it. That's oh, just true. that's just my take. I know you talking about uh, Mitch Griffiths built like a running back, but you just kind of make him built. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're the quarterback. <laughs> you're the starting quarterback. You built like a running back. Five eleven, one ninety two. You know, so you got to have something. I mean, you get, like you said, you got to be athletic, out of this world, man. You know, to get the nod, no hesitation. But it is, but it's yet to be seen. So you have no idea. Like, you know, can't judge it right now. So um, I think Hartman, man, he, he, Perry took a huge hit when Hartman went down, and the offense did overall. I just I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna buy it as yet until I'm proven wrong. Gotcha. That's it for the big, the uh, the big, oh, not the big anything. The ACC. We're going <laughs> to the Big Ten. We're going to the Big Ten. Illinois. Tommy DeVito shows mm-hmm. up. You got Art Sitkowski there. Um, I don't think I want any of this. <laughs> Running back Chase Brown. They're expecting big things from him this year. Right. Schedule. Um, man, the schedule looks, I mean, okay. You have, you've got Michigan. So if you're running a three, uh, if you're running a three week schedule, a playoff schedule, you've got two out of three there. That's really good. You want to sit him in the Michigan game more than likely wide receiver position. You've got juice Williams. Hopefully they get him the ball as dynamic as he can be, Mm -hmm. uh, find creative ways to get that dude the ball. Owens, what say you about this Illini offense? Chase Brown is the only player I would buy. I don't like Tommy DeVito, man. He He's horrible. He will get you beat in college fantasy football. He will get you beat, literally. You will have to sit there the whole entire game and watch him. And, and try to make sure he don't, you know what I mean? Like, what is he trying to watch and see? What is he doing? Why Why he only got 23 fantasy points at the beginning of the fourth quarter? As a quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. It will get you beat, man. That is true. Yes. So, uh, like I said, Chase Brown, that's it, man. I, I'm sorry. That's, that's it. it. On the Indiana Owens, quarterback right. Connor Basilek transfer from Missouri, mm-hmm. battling with Jack Tuttle, who was already there. Running back Sean Shivers transfer from Auburn who is battling Josh Henderson, a transfer from North Carolina. This could be a lucrative situation, man, if one of these guys steps up to the plate and declares themselves as the running back one and and takes this room over. The wide receiver position, DJ Matthews, transfer from Florida State. Other than that, a bunch of transfers. That's not really much to look at for this particular offense. What do you think about this? I don't like Nam, one of the quarterbacks. <laughs> Shivers is probably the only guy I would take a chance on in this entire offense. That's it. That man, I was thinking Shivers, this dude's been playing ball for a long time. And you don't see his name hardly pop up nowhere. Nowhere. Yes. <laughs> This guy yes. comes over from Auburn. <laughs> Can't get any consistent burn at all. He's coming over here, and he's fighting with Josh Henderson from North Carolina. He might not have it. He just might not have it. He right. just might not have it, man. He just might not have it. On the Iowa, you've got Spencer Petrus at quarterback. Nothing to see here. Nope. You've got Gavin Williams who's supposedly to be the guy, but miss time. We know what that does in camp. It opens mm-hmm. up the door for other guys, and so him missing time is opening up the door for LaShawn Williams, who seems to have been making the most of his opportunities. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver is always next to nothing at Iowa. They don't care. They nope. may have a guy that they do tricks with. Those guys are gone uh, to Purdue, both of them. You've got tight end Sam Laporta. This is the wide receiver option, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. Sam Laporta yeah. in this uh, Iowa Hawkeye offense. Owen, yeah. talk to us about these guys. Laporta, that's, he's, he's, he's the guy. He is the guy. I mean, you got a big body like that. You can't miss him. So, I mean, throw it up. Just throw it up. I mean, he can go get it. Period. So, yes. So, I mean – he is he is the guy. He's the, the as far as the receiving goes, passing game goes. Um, running back, uh, Gavin Williams, Sean Williams. They they normally have a pretty decent steady running back. So um, whoever the guy is going to be in that backfield, I'll, I'll probably buy into him. Uh, but you know, either one of them or Laporta. That's it. That is it. We've got Maryland next up. Uh, little tour. He's Little got tool. some weapons. Little Tua's got some weapons, man. He yes, he do. He has to be better against the better Big Ten defenses, though, because he lit up the cupcakes. But when it comes to defenses that can challenge him, not so good. The running back position, you've got Kobe McDonald, you got Ramon Brown, Roman Hemby. Which one is it? Loxley never seems to lock in on any one particular running back. I don't know that I'm investing anything in this mm-hmm. running back room, wide receiver, you may need to look at closely. Does mm-hmm. Demons return to form? You've got Rakeem Jarrett. 
Does he take a step forward? Jacob Copeland, the transfer from Florida. You've also got Jayshon Jones returning, man. So Little Tool's got some weapons to work with. Yes, he do. I like it. I, I, I like Demas and Jared uh, the most. Um, you you like you like Jared over Jacob Copeland? Uh barely. Okay. What about Jacon Jones? He was solid at some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how much of that was due to Demas being out? Was the question. Well, uh, Jayshon Jones didn't play hardly in uh, 2021. He was hurt too. Yeah, but he did put up some numbers while Demas was playing. Um, he is very, very capable. He's very, yeah. very capable. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they divide all you know that one ball up to right. all those guys. So. I'm buying. I'm buying into Little Tua, man. He, he I think he's going to have a big season, man. He got some weapons, like you said, man. So I think he's going to yeah. have a really big, nice, nice season this year. Yes. Michigan State on to East Lansing. Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne. Thorne, brother. Thorne. What on oh, Owens, man? I was sleeping. Me too. But I was Thorne. hitting the uh, Owens. I was hitting the snooze button on Peyton Thorne. Man, I, I didn't want to see it. I kept seeing Thorne to read. Thorne to read. And I was like, Thorne to read? Michigan oh. State quarterback. <laughs> I had to. I must have hit the snooze button about five times on this guy. Yeah, but he put up some nice numbers, man. Yes, he put he up some nice numbers. The running back position, you've got Jake Boussard, transfer from Colorado. Of course, he's got familiarities with Mel Tucker. You've got mm-hmm. Jalen Berger there, transfer from Wisconsin, and the guy you just named, Jaden Reed. The guy you just named, Jaden Reed. Do you like all phases of this offense, or is it just a particular position, positions? What are you doing here? Uh, who will win at running back spot? Um, they're gonna be real. They're gonna have some fantasy value. Um, we just gotta know which guy's gonna be. Um, definitely buying Jaden Reed, definitely, and and definitely buying Peyton Thorne. Oh man. That seems weird. It does, doesn't it? To say that you are all in on a Michigan State quarterback. Man, how times have changed. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Michigan and Auburn. Quarterback position. Some say J.J. McCarthy. You've got Cade McNamara there. Running back position as proven to be capable of supporting two backs, two viable fantasy backs, yes. and to be productive in doing so. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards headline the running back room there. They should provide a very lucrative one-two punch. They're a nice tandem of running backs there. Wide receiver Ronnie Bell, do we see Andrew Anthony provide some level of a consistency where fantasy is concerned? Owens, do you trust Jim Harbaugh to give you a fantasy-relevant passing attack no. No. Nope. No. I no. think I think if you buy into the uh, uh Michigan quarterback, he's gonna get you beat. It's just that simple. That simple. 
because they are nothing more than game managers. It's all about the run game with Michigan. Point blank, period. Speaking of game manager, uh-oh. We go to Minnesota. Tanner Morgan. <laughs> yes. Maybe the maybe the poster child for game manager. <laughs> yeah. He may be the poster, the prototypical, he's the prototype. Yes. Game manager right there. You've got Mo Ibrahim coming back. He's 100% right now coming back from injury. Does he return to the same workload? Does PJ management, not management, does PJ Fleck <laughs> put him on a pitch count and manage his workload, monitor him closely? You've got Chris Ottman Bell. You typically want the wide receiver one in a PJ Fleck offense. He has capabilities. Mm-hmm. Right, but can we trust that TJ? Not TJ. PJ Fleck sees him as a Rashad Bateman, as a Johnson from a couple years ago. Does he possess that type of capability? Does he garner that type of respect? What say you? Um, I would say. I would think so. Um, I think I think Tanner Morgan seems to uh, lock on to him. I think I think uh, it'd be like you know dropping back and you get in trouble and where's Bell? I gotta find Bell, you know, type situation. I think he's just. I think it'll be all about Bell. So I think if you want. For us, fantasy is Ibrahim and Bale. That's that's just it, in my opinion. I think them two guys. I think that's it. That's it right there. On to Nebraska. Uh, the Corn Huskers. Casey Thompson named the starter. I believe he's in this Mark Whipple offense. The running backs take a hit. And and they are, uh, you know, their value takes a major drop mm-hmm. in a Mark Whipple off, offense. That's the Mark Whipple effect, the Whipple effect, if you will. <laughs> Wide receivers, I'm all in on Trey Palmer, man. Does he occupy the Jordan Addison role? And also, what in the world happened to Omar Manning? Mm. He was supposed to be that dude, Owens, supposed coming out of – Coming out of, uh, I think it was junior college, man, he's got the size and everything. When you look at this dude and you heard them talk about him, man, 6'4", 225, Mm -hmm. the dude just hasn't lived up to it. But Trey Palmer, who's getting a lot of attention and raving reviews, rave reviews out of camp, Mm -hmm. um, especially if he's playing that Jordan Addison role. I'm all in on this dude, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. I I think I uh, want to see how Casey Thompson uh, does out there. What does it mean to see what his schedule looks like? Because you just got beat out. How are you going to perform? Check his schedule. His schedule starts out kind of rough a little bit and ends rough. (laughs) (laughs) 
so uh, <laughs> you know, we got we got to wait till in, in the middle of the season to find out how he gonna do. But um, I'm interested to see how he gonna perform out there, man. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm buying into him yet. Northwestern quarterback, nothing. Mm-hmm. Running back, you've got Evan Noel versus Cam Porter. Wide receiver, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh, nothing. Evan Noel uh, versus Cam Porter. Evan Hull. Hull. Versus, might as well call him Noel. Mm-hmm. Evan Hull, Hull Porter. versus Cam Porter. That's all you're looking at there. On to Ohio State. I don't even want to talk about Northwestern. The quarterback mm-hmm. position, we know what yeah. time it is with my guy, Owens guy, uh, C.J. Stroud, we already know. Running back, um, we already know, Travion Henderson. Does the injury, Owens, to Evan Pryor make Mayan Williams a, make him CFF relevant? Also, we've got possibly the wide receiver room, maybe the deepest in the country. Yes. Because you're looking at a system that can support three wide receivers. Yes, sir. So who will it be as that second and third guy? You've got Marvin Williams Jr. Uh, um, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. You've got Emeka Ibuka. Mm-hmm. You've got Julian Fleming. Mm-hmm. How are they going to rotate those guys? Of course, you've got Travion catching it out of the backfield. Right. What do you think? High-powered offense. Unbelievable. Um, of course, in Jigmar, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the number two guy. Ebuka um, and Fleming. Um, I'll probably go with Ebuka and that out of them two. Uh, but, yeah, uh, as far as Mayan Williams is concerned, um, it's going to be based on how often uh, Ohio State blows out their opponent. Um, yeah. A lot of times, man, they be up so big by halftime, and, you know, you don't see no more trading on Williams. So, I mean, uh, um, um, Henderson. Henderson. So, uh, Henderson be done, and then Maya Williams come in and finish the game out. So, most of the time, if they up big, Henderson is sitting early. So, uh, I, I would say – Sometimey as far as fantasy relevant for Mayan Williams. All right. Happy Valley, Penn State, Sean Clifford. I'm not that interested. Running back position, Owens does lead just cave in and give it to Singleton. I don't think that he does. A lot of people are buying into Singleton being the guy from day one. You see him being drafted even in redrafts. I mm-hmm. totally understand the dynasty aspect, and you drafted right. him in dynasty, no doubt. I tried to get him in our home league, and that's a full-on dynasty league. But in right. redraft, I don't know that I'm messing with that because Kevante Lee is not a bad running back. Right. Owens, he's not a bad running back, and I don't know that he just gives that up that easily. On top of that, you've got the offensive line woes you've got to look into. Also, the wide receiver position, you've got Parker Washington. It has been said uh, numerous times that he is the focal point of the passing game. He will be wide receiver one. You've got Mitchell Tinsley coming over from Western Kentucky, playing Mm -hmm. on the outside. I think he plays second fiddle. And Robin to uh, Parker Washington being Batman. How do you see this offense? You're buying and selling. What do you like? What do you don't like? 
Uh, do not like the quarterbacks, of course. Uh, Washington, I'll probably buy into. Um, I'm with you, man. I think I think Lee will start off as the uh, starter running back. I think um, Singleton will have to take it from him. Um, I think it'll probably take a take a few games before he he does it if he does it. Um, but like I said, Lee is not a bad running back, man. I think Lee is gonna make make uh, Singleton work for it. But I do ultimately think that Singleton will uh, eventually take it, but I don't think it'll be right out the gate. Not right at the gate. I think I think Lee holds him off for a while. Purdue quarterback O'Connell, he's a sneaky beast, man. Yeah. He is a sneaky beast, man. The running back position, you've got Kobe Lewis. I don't think there will be a lot of opportunities for him to be uh, consistently relevant in fantasy. Wide receiver, no sign of Brock Thompson whatsoever, Elijah Canyon. Could he be the guy, or would this be the Iowa transfer Take over. You've got Tyrone Tracy, the Swiss Army Knife. You've got Charlie Jones being talked up. Is he being overlooked? <laughs> what are we doing with the Purdue Boilermakers? Of course, you've got tight end Payne Durham. Right. He's the go-to guy in the passing game, I think, especially with the guys that are trying to solidify themselves right. and become uh, established themselves as the guy. Payne right. Durham is already there. Owens, what are you thinking, man? Exactly what you said. O'Connell and Durham. That's 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 it. That's Period. it. Period. Rutgers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to. You ain't even gotta start talking, man. Nope. <laughs> Listen, maybe in a Big Ten only league. Yeah, maybe. But other than that. Nothing. Nope. Wisconsin quarterback position. Graham Merch, he ain't talking about nothing. Braylon Allen show. <laughs> will there be a Chaz Malusi interruption? Maybe. I mean, he's healthy and, and, and you know, back at it. He was the man before he went down. So true that. True that. Um, the wide receiver position. I know we said no to the quarterback position, but there still can be a fantasy relevant wide receiver without the quarterback being fantasy relevant. Right. Redshirt freshman Skylar Bell seems to be turning some heads mm -hmm. in camp. He may be somebody you might, I mean, if you're in a P5 only, maybe Big Ten only, look at Skylar Bell. I think he yeah. is a viable option in those particular settings. Owens on to the Big 12. We've got Baylor. Blake Shapin is the guy. He runs right. off your guy. Gary, Jerry, I don't know <laughs> what his name is. We're going to call him G. Bohannon. He runs off G. Bohannon to South Florida. The running back position, you've got Tay McWilliams. Is he bothered by Craig Squirrel Williams, a little scat back that all the fans love? Wide receiver position, you've got Josh Fleeks. Uh, nothing left after him but optimism. Mm -hmm. Tight end, you've got some, you've got some, uh, you've got something there. You may have something there with Ben Sims, all 6'5", 265, 260 pounds of him. Uh, with the upgrade at quarterback, he becomes more attractive, more of an option, seeming, yes. more, seemingly more of an option with Blake Shapin at quarterback. What are you doing with Baylor offense? I like it. I like the whole thing. 
the whole entire I, I, I like the whole thing, man. I think Shaven brings um consistency. He's got a good uh completion percentage rating. Um running back. Uh I like I like the running back position. Um I just like I like it. I think I think better offense is gonna uh, is gonna put up some numbers this year with a with a more consistent quarterback. Um and I'm buying in on the quarterback. I'm buying in on Williams. I mean McWilliams. So and, you don't think uh, you don't think Squirrel bothers him at all? Um I don't I mean he might come in a little bit. I think I think it's Williams though. I think it's McWilliams. Uh, I, I just think it's McWilliams. McWilliams need him a hamburger, NIL deal right there. <laughs> he needs a hamburger right there. Hamburger. <laughs> On the, Ames, Iowa. Iowa State. Hunter Deckers is the guy the coaches are raving about that guy. He didn't get a lot of burn in 21, but it is his time. He supposedly is a better athlete, a better quarterback, better thrower. Van Brock Purdy, uh, running back position, you've got uh, Jirel Brock. Is it Jirel Brock? Is it Cartavius Norton? We've come to know this backfield as being quite profitable in the CFF world. So you want to look deeply into this situation and pay attention closely. The wide receiver position, you've got Xavier Hutchinson. Deckers makes him more of an attractive CFF option, no doubt. Tight end, you've got Easton Dean. This is very interesting, Owens, about yeah. Easton Dean at the tight end position. Very interesting situation. Coaches love this kid. Mm-hmm. I found a quote from Matt Campbell a few years back. He's saying he'll be the best tight end that we've had. Okay. So uh, he's got Jared Russ kind of right there in the mix who, interestingly enough, Jared Russ carries running back eligibility on fair track, by the way. Don't know (laughs) how utilized he'll be in the offense. But, Owens, how do you see and what do you think about this Iowa State Cyclone offense? Um, I like it. Um, Deckers, like I said, is supposed to be a better passer than Purdy. Purdy was just average game manager. You know, if if Deckers, I heard they wanted to go down the field a little bit more this year. So uh, if that's true, then um, that's big for Hutchinson. So, um, that will also open up a little bit more of the running game, which is which is what they bread, which is they bread and butter. Um, I think, like I said, Brock is, is, is the man right now. Uh, can he hold off Norton? That's yet to be seen. Um, if so, um, then like I said, either one of them, like I said, the running game is they bread and butter, but uh, that passing game is supposed to be a little bit better. This year, so I, I like the whole thing, and I like I like uh, I like Deckers, I like the running back, and I like Hutchinson. I'm with you. I'm with you. I like all three. Also, Kansas, the Jayhawks, Owens, they might have more than one startable fantasy option. Man, quarterback Jalen Daniels, he dude came on strong toward the end mm-hmm. of the 21 season. He put together a nice stretch toward the end there. Right. Of course, you've got Devin Neal at the running back position, but is he bothered by Kai Thomas, the transfer from Minnesota? Wide receiver, of course, not a lot there. Should Luke Grimm and Trevor Wilson prove to be consistent pass-catching options? 
uh, they might be Kansas might be looking at something. You know, they you you know you you you, you might be looking at Kansas for more than just Neil and Thomas. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. You know, if if Grimm and Wilson can step up. I agree. What do you think? I agree. I like like I said, uh, uh, Kansas is it's on a uh, up and up. You know. Yeah. They they're they're uh, challenging some teams that they're not supposed to be challenging. <laughs> Looking at you, Texas. <laughs> uh, beat knocked Texas off last year. You know, made TCU sweat and cry. And, you know, thought, thought they was gonna lose. <laughs> you know, to them. So, <laughs> you know, they're they're uh, they're on the up and up, and they're they're getting like this this talent, like little by little. You know, what I'm saying it's it's yeah. coming in. Yeah. It's not coming in bunches like a lot of other teams, but they get little bits here and there, here and there. So they're slowly building. So Lance Leopold may be doing something uh, very, very uh, interesting out there right. in uh, Kansas, but Jayhawk country. On the Kansas State, Manhattan, little the little apple, they call it. At quarterback, you've got Adrian Martinez, the transfer from mm-hmm. Nebraska, offensive coordinator Colin Klein, Optimus Klein. Mm-hmm. I had this dude. He was a beast in fantasy. I'm interested to see what it, what concepts he brings to a, a, a player like Adrian Martinez. This could be the perfect fit, Owens. This yes. could be it for Adrian Martinez. Of course, you've got – Deuce Vaughn at the running back position. You've got Deuce Vaughn at the wide receiver position because <laughs> Deuce Vaughn led the team in catches last year. Philip Philip Brooks. Mm-hmm. He's first among wide receivers as far as the returning production. You got Malik Knowles there. He's the field stretcher. It may be more of the same given the circumstances, but you know Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn. But I want to see how Colin Klein handles the skill set of Adrian Martinez. This could be fantasy gold. Oh, yeah. It has a possible, it has really good potential. I mean, really good potential. Mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez could end up being one of the top fantasy quarterbacks by the end of the season. And I think Owens, I think he still has an IR tag. So you can snatch that guy and stick him in the IR. Stick him in the IR. Right now, I think he still has. Let me check. Let me check. He does. He does. I'm looking at it right now. He's got it. Oh, shoot. and you could put him in there and wait on him and just watch him and just, just, you know, monitor him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I like it. I like no it. doubt, man. Moving on, man. Down to Norman. Now we're cooking with hot fish grease. Uh-oh. <laughs> Talking about them Sooners, baby. Talking about them no Sooners. We got the new head coach, Owens. We got a new offensive coordinator. We got a new quarterback. The whole nine. New it's okay, though. These are not, these are not uh, wet behind the ear guys occupying these mm-hmm. these these most important positions. Right. Dylan Gabriel, um, he's got rapport with Jeff Levy, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. They had some time together, spent some time together at UCF. Mm-hmm. Owens, let's assume he stays healthy all season. 
Mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Over and under 3,800 passing yards, 35 TDs. What do you take? The over and under 3,800 passing yards, 35 TDs. Which side are you taking? 3,800 passing yards, 35 touchdowns. That's just over 300 passing yards a game given a 12-game season. If he stays healthy. Let's assume he stays healthy all season. I'm taking the over just because how familiar with the offense he is, how good he looked in that offense when he was at UCF. Right. The guy had one of the best deep balls in the country. Yes, he and he was putting them in there like he was handing the ball off to him. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. With with the talent that he has now, uh, and knowing his offense like he does, I'm taking the over on that. What about the 35 touchdowns? I I think he might be right around in that area. 35. I think he might be right around that area. That's what's up. Running back room. E.G., you got Eric Gray, major showing out in camp. You got Barnes, a highly touted freshman. Gavin Sawchuck comes in making noise with his speed. Mm-hmm. Some people even like Tawee Walker. Mm-hmm. This room is deep. It's deep. Here's an interesting tidbit. I reached out to one of my guys who's got NFL experience. Of course, he's got college experience, played football. Mm-hmm. It's a buddy of mine. I asked him a question because I was curious because I I got to thinking about this. Mm -hmm. So I asked him a question. I said, who is it that makes the decisions as far as substitutions? Who is it that's substituting the players? Is it the position coaches or the coordinators? Hmm. This is what he said to me. He said, it's the coordinate. He said, it's the position coaches, but the offensive coordinator let me let me pull this up. This is what he said. The position coach. But OC can, of course, say who he wants, especially if it's a special situation or formation that highlights a certain player or situation. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I bring that up because Jeff Levy gets this rap that he likes to rotate quarterbacks. I don't know if it's his decision all the time. Because I don't think he's concerned about take that running back out of the game, put this run every other player, every five plays, every six plays. I think it falls on the position coaches. I think he may call a play and because they are uh, on one accord, so to speak, the position coaches know that, okay, this person needs to be in the game on this play. This person needs to be in the game on this play. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking DeMarco Murray is going to be the one determining which one of his running backs is in the game and who's not in the running game. He just so happens to have shown the propensity to ride a guy. He did it yeah. with Kennedy Brooks mm-hmm. when it was finally uh, broadly evident Mm-hmm. That he was playing better than Eric Gray, mm-hmm. he rode Kennedy Brooks. Mm-hmm. I think we may have a similar situation, Owens, to where Demarco Murray may ride 
Eric Gray a little bit more. So I don't know that we should be concerned that, quote-unquote, Jeff Levy Mm -hmm. is making uh, running back substitutions. Because if he's the one picking the substitutions, then what position is he picking the substitutions for? Right. Is it for the entire offense? That means he's picking which offensive lineman goes in there. Right, exactly. Exactly. And we never say anything about that. Right. We only say things about the running back. He, he, he likes to rotate his running backs. Wait a minute, man. Where did we get this idea from? Right. Where did this right. concept, where was this born out of? Right. I think it's wrong. I think it's the position coaches that ultimately have to say so. And maybe every now and again, under a specific situation, a special play, the offensive coordinator may say, hey, I need this guy in for this particular play. It makes sense. I think we need to leave that whole concept alone. We need to divorce divorce that particular idea that it's the offensive coordinator that's pulling guys out and <laughs> putting guys in. Yeah. Uh, on, on the more, the wide receiver position we thought was barren. You've got Mims, you've got Weish, you've got Farouk, you've got Gibson, who I think is a future star love what i saw out of him in the spring i love Mm -hmm. what i see in him coming out of camp owens i said we were cooking with hot fish grease with this particular team the soonest that's our team we're gonna be biased we can't help it yeah help me out man yeah the whole thing i know okay i know you're buying the whole thing just go ahead give me the details i'm buying the whole thing you know i am i am um I think a lot of people look at Oklahoma and says, oh, they rebuilding. And I seen a, I seen that I was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I seen somebody had OU at four and five. I don't even know if you saw that. <laughs> and I, I was like, that. that's a mess, by And way. I was like, what? I'm thinking five on their schedule. Yeah, I'm thinking what? And so, uh, but it's like, okay, um, they're not rebuilding, man. It's just no. But we got a a a really good quarterback. We got really good running backs. We got really good wide receivers. Um, Oklahoma State, uh, uh, they always have a pretty decent offensive line. Now we got a good defense. I mean, listen, man, or supposed to have a good defense. Next year is going to be sick. But anyways, um, listen, man, I, I know I sound biased, but I'm buying this whole offense, man. I like it. Um, everybody like Levy's offenses. They're high-scoring offenses. I don't think it's changed. I don't think it stopped at Oklahoma. It's going to continue to be a high-powered offense. Man, how can you not like an offense that has a quarterback named General Booty? <laughs> ah, you got him, you bait, man. That's that sound like it's time to play football. Yes, when you yeah. General Booty, let's go. That's man, all let's I get down, man. Line them up. Yeah. Man. Let's Put go. The ball let's down, man. Line them up. That's it. Line them up. Let's, let's see what's up. <laughs> Let's go up to Stillwater, Owens, Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders, Mr. Inconsistent. That's your guy. Mm, no, right that's there, your by guy. The way. That's all you, buddy. 
Running back, you've got Richardson. Gundy running backs, man, we love Gundy running backs, man. They're so predictable, and we love it. Yes. Uh, we love Gundy running backs, especially when he's telling you he's going to ride them. You've got Ollie <laughs> Gordon right there. The <laughs> How much burn does he get? The wide receiver position, Jaden Bray seems to be the guy to have. Of course, you've got some other options there, but Spencer Sanders seems to like that right side of the field. Mm-hmm. That's Jaden Bray's spot, I believe. Owens, what do you think about the Cowboys, the Popes? I don't know why people are high on Spencer Sanders. I just I don't understand it. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you who Spencer Sanders is. He's a turnover machine. Machine. Waiting to happen. A turnover machine. So imagine. You you got centers in the game. Let's say your fantasy game is real close. Let's say the guy you're playing is is done. All his players are done. You got Spencer Sanders in there. It's your last guy playing. The game is tied. And you got Spencer Sanders in the game. Fourth quarter, come down to it. He probably gonna throw a pick or fumble the ball and turn it over, taking two points off of your fantasy score, and you just lost by two. That's the type of guy Spencer Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, point. That's the kind of guy Spencer Sanders is, man. I don't trust him. I would not pick that. I would not draft that guy, man. Put him on my team at all, but. Like you said, this running back, man, this running back position, that's bread and butter right there, buddy. That's bread and butter. Um, but like I said, uh, uh, Brad, the wide receiver, man, seems like he's going to be the man. But other than that, man, that's it. Yeah, that is it. Let's go down to um, – where are we going down to? I lost my place. Oh, let's go down to TCU, Owens. Mm-hmm. Sonny Dykes, stop playing. <laughs> stop playing games, man. Max Dugan, Duggan, whatever. He's See? not the guy. Stop playing. Man. I'm always, man, I'm telling you, this transfer portal has such an impact and influence on the way these coaches are doing business. Mm-hmm. Stop playing. You got me sounding like R. Kelly right now. Stop playing. <laughs> Seriously, this is Chandler Morris's job. And you know it. Don't try to ease it in there to try to keep Max Dugan from hitting that portal. Listen, man, if the dude's gonna hit the portal, he's gonna hit the portal. Well, These players right. have already they've they've already shown you they can hit the portal at any given time. So you trying, I don't know what you're trying to do. Stop trying to drag this thing out, stop prolonging the inevitable, and just let Chandler Morris be the guy like you and everybody else already know that he is. The running back position, Kendra Miller should be the front runner, seems to be the front runner, or he mm-hmm. seemed to be. Mm-hmm. But Owens, he's being pushed by Imani Bailey, man, the transfer from the Raging Cajun, Louisiana right. Lafayette. Right. Bailey has been praised for his vision, for his patience. He's on Miller's bumper, man. He is on his bumper. The right. wide receiver position, you've got Quentin Johnston. He is that dude. He is mm-hmm. in love with his offense, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. They are going to target him and pepper him all season long. You've got Hudson there, the talented freshman. 
uh, getting rave reviews and getting a lot of burn. The tight end position, not sure about the utilization of the tight end position. You've got, uh, I think you've got the uh, Texas A&M transfer. I think Baylor Cup is there, if I'm not mistaken. Don't know, not sure how they're going to use him. If he's there, let me make sure I am right about him being there. But I am sure he is there. I don't see his name anywhere. But anyways, you already know what time it is with this uh, offense. Owens, what are you thinking, man? TCU um, running back. I'm, first of all, Quentin Johnson, man, all in, all in. Uh, quarterback position, listen, I don't understand why. We, we all know it's going to be Chandler Morris, but. I'm sorry, hold on. Baylor Cup is at Texas Tech. I'm sorry, okay. not TCU. Um. If Max if Max Dugan hit the hit the portal, why would you care? I mean, he stink. It's just like, okay, I can see if the guy was a was a was a bowler. Like I mean, just just you know, a bowler. Man, he stink. Man, he he's he's a runner. You can turn him into a running back, you know, if you want to. He's a runner. <laughs> but he's, I mean, I don't I don't get it, man. Just just name your quarterback. Just name Morris. Morris is a guy. He's going to help your passing game, increase your passing game, uh, and I think it'll help the running game. I like it. As long as Morris is the guy, I like the offense because, like I said, they normally have a good running back. The passing game is going to increase. Uh, and help that. So uh, if it's Dugan, I'm out. I'll just take the running backs. I heard that. That's what's up right there. On to Texas Tech. Let's go down to Austin real quick. Owens, the head coach picked Carson, uh, put picked Hudson Card. The head coach, he picked Hudson Card. And the boosters came along and said, no, nah, bruh. Would you say they paid too much money? Hey, listen, <laughs> we we bought him, so you need to put him in there. <laughs> Running back position, you got Bijan, Bijan, Bijan. That dude, Mustardson, his little product oh he got down gosh. there. Uh, but here's the thing, Owens. Take note. Take note. The offensive line is in disarray right now. Because they're riddled with injuries. They're getting hit with injuries left and right. Um, wide receiver position, you've got Worthy. You've got a ton of transfers right there. They're getting uh, everybody and their mama through the transfer portal. Uh, mm -hmm. Same thing at the tight end position. Mm -hmm. But they just, I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's just a mesh mm -hmm. of guys there. You don't know what the chemistry is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Isaiah Nair is out. A.G. Hall has got some legal issues. Um, who Who is it besides Xavier Worthy? Of, of course, like I said, they, they get in transfers all the time. Tariq Milton is now there. There's Jordan Whittington 
Jordan Whittington, does he step up? Who's the next guy in line? And at the tight end position, you've got your guy from Alabama who is deemed to be lazy. (laughs) 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 I heard one guy say he's just flat out lazy. That would be Jaleel Billingsley. He's Mm -hmm. just flat out lazy. So uh, just a whole bunch going on down there, a lot of moving pieces down in Austin. Um, As an OU fan, try your best to remove your bias. Listen, I'm taking 100% on Xavier Worthy. That guy's a beast. He's still running against Oklahoma right now. Wide open. Tired of seeing this dude wide open, man. He's still wide open and he's still scoring touchdowns. I'm tired of this dude. Worthy is a beast. I'm all in on him. I'm gonna tell you what, man. B. John Robinson, bro, best running back in the country. That dude Hands is down. a Hands beast. He's down. a beast. He's one of them uh once in a generation talents, man. That, that dude right there, like. It's just, it's unbelievable, man. His reflexes, instincts, his vision, his speed, his every power, is everything, bro. It's like, this dude, man, could play for any school in the country and still do the same thing, bro. It's just, dude is a beast. Owens, if he played for Alabama, he would be a Heisman. Oh, definitely. He would be, he would, he would, he would have won the Heisman last year. Definitely. Alabama, man. Definitely. Yours, yours yeah. is yet to be seen, man. I know he got all the hype and everything. Um, but like you I said, the oh, offense line. I don't know that I've bought in completely on him being a top 10 CFF option. I'm not there. Well, 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 like I said, if 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 the offensive line is struggling, he's gonna struggle because you know. Of course, you they throwing him in the fire because he's he haven't played really a lick of college football yet. Not and a so lick. If you coming in behind a offensive line that's just in disarray, I mean that's gonna make it even worse. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if you if you're a good quarterback and you back there and you got time to scan the field, that helps a ton. But if it's the other way around, man, I don't know how good he gonna look. So that's that's the question mark. So the best thing for him to do, man, is put the ball in Bijan's hand or fire worthy. That's it. I mean, that's just your two best options. Your mic is off. I can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on mute the whole time. Yes. What I was saying was, let's go to West Texas to Lubbock. This delicious Kitley offense, my wife is cracking up. (laughs) I was running my mouth. (laughs) This delicious Kitley offense, man. QB1, Tyler Shook, he won the job. This is not a surprise, but I'm not at all concerned about the threat of a rotation. Owen's context is key. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joey McGuire, the head coach, has stated that they're not going to be rotating like that. And they're going to be rotating quarterbacks like that. Here's the thing. Again, context is key. Here's the thing. You know, the thing about all of them playing in week one, he said, oh, they're all going to get snaps in week one. They all will play in week one. Owens, Mm -hmm. it's Murray State. Mm -hmm. And he used the word packages. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about him being or his his uh, production being truncated or interrupted because he's being substituted, barring any piss poor play. Right. I'm not concerned about that at all. Again, it's Murray State, so that's pretty that's pretty smart. Again, they're influenced by the transfer portal and the yes. power the power of the transfer portal. Yes. They're influenced by that. And so for him to say they're all going to play in week 1. It's Murray State. Who didn't know that? Exactly. Who didn't know that they all were going to play in week 1? Again, and he used the word packages. Owens, when you hear the word packages, what do you mean? Or, or what do you hear when you hear the word packages? I hear the we got a, a certain play that's going to be called for this particular guy. So right. you have we have a package for this quarterback, and we got a package for this quarterback. But this quarterback over here is our main guy. So whenever we call this play, we mean we're gonna bring number quarterback number two in for this package we got set up for him. And then we call another play that's got packages for quarterback number three. We're gonna call that play for him. He coming in, but our main guy is over here. So we we don't have packages for him because he's the main guy. We got packages for the other two guys. Right. We create packages or we you know formulate these packages pretty much to make them feel involved right. in the offense to right. keep them from leaving. Running back position, I don't think it's really that relevant in Achilles offense. Wide receivers, you got Price. You already know that. Bradley's right. coming on strong in camp. I've heard McGuire mention that they want to use the tight ends. This could be really fun because they've got some really big tight ends on. Right. Texas Tech has got some really – again, they've got Baylor Cup there to transfer from A&M. Yes, and, but, they have, but they've got this other guy – this other guy, may, uh, I want to say Mason. Uh, let me let me let me find him real quick. He's a huge sucker, man. This dude, Mason Tharp. That mm. guy. Yeah, they want to use guys like him, six nine, two sixty. So this could be really really fun, especially if you got a tight end premium. Let's go on over to the East Coast, West Virginia. Over there, um, quarterback there, JT Daniels, he reunites with Graham Harrell. Harold Graham is what Owens would call him. The Harold offensive Graham. coordinator has got the air raid going on there. The running back position, you've got Tony Mathis Jr. running off Owens's guy, Lynn J. Dixon. The wide receiver <laughs> position, you've got Bryce Ford Wheaton. <laughs> you Caden Prather. Listen, don't sleep on Preston Fox, guys. I know Ford Wheaton and Prather other guys that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on Preston Fox is what I'm saying. Right. Always what you right. think about the Mountaineers and what they provide. Oh, my gosh. Man. I like the, uh, you know, uh, uh, the offense. Um, here's the thing, man. Can JT Daniels stay healthy? That's the key. That's the question. Like, I don't think he's yet to play a full season. Like, I don't think so. Have you played a full season yet? I'm not sure. Let me let me check while you're analyzing. I, I, I just don't. I just don't. Um, when the guys stay hurt, um, and so I'm just looking. I'm, I'm checking that in 2019 
2018 played. Looks like he may have played a full season in 2018. Well, he missed some time in October. He missed some time. I missed. Look at that. That's crazy. And December. That's that's yeah. And December. So he is injury prone. So well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't go to a bowl game in December. But he did miss some time in October. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I'm hoping he stay healthy, man. If he stay healthy, I don't. Um, he's familiar with the offense, so it kind of helps him out a lot. I think they'll throw it, you know, 50, 60 times a game, if not more. Um, I don't know, man. Does Tony Mathis? Does how much does he fit into this offense? Like, does he get? 20 carries a game? Or I don't know, man. Graham Harrell does run the air raid, but his history suggests that there is relevancy if he can find a guy at the running back position. When he was at North Texas, there were some guys there that were fantasy relevant. Mm -hmm. um, you had a couple games where guys were fantasy relevant at USC – but you had one of those guys there who just there. I forgot the dude's name. He's just freaking there, just in the freaking mm -hmm. way. <laughs> Started with an E on him. I forgot. I know you're talking about. He's just in the freaking in way. In the way. <laughs> but going back to North Texas, he did have some guys that, uh, hey, man, they put up some nice numbers because he wrote them. If he can get this, if he can get back to that with Tony Mathis Jr., Tony Mathis Jr. will be a wonderful pickup in deep leagues, no doubt. Yes. Enough of that. On to the Pac-12. Owens, we got Arizona. We're going mm -hmm. to kick off the Pac-12 with Arizona. You've got Jaden Delora, uh, the the uh, quarterback from Washington State. You've got Noah Fafita there. Mm -hmm. He's not that big, but apparently this dude can ball. The running back room is deep. A lot of names here. Returning starter, you got Michael Wiley. You've got Drake Anderson in Northwestern. Transfer. Mm -hmm. You've got a transfer from Auburn and DJ Williams. Mm -hmm. Jonah Coleman showing out in camp, namely in the scrimmage. He and fellow freshman Rayshon Luke, who the staff loves, by the way, somewhat of a yes, scat back. Yes, they You've do. got to watch out for him. Wide receiver Wiley, no, uh, interestingly, is the leading returning receiver there. They bring in Jacob Cowling from UTEP. They've got mm -hmm. the super freshman in Tatario McMillan. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, Owens, that I am thinking that much about this offense. They've got some pieces, man, but they need to some they need to solidify some things first. What do you think? Um, I'm with you. Um, uh, Delora uh, is a pretty decent quarterback. Um. When you cowing may help them out quite a bit, which I'm thinking he probably will. Um, I think he'll help that passing game a lot. Um, I'm not really buying on the running game. I'm just when the last time you've had a a, a scene of fantasy relevant Arizona running back? It was a few years ago. Kadeem Carey. 
is one that comes to mind immediately. That's a wild. That's that's a wild. That was my dude. That was on the rich ride though. Yeah. That was my dude though, man. I had one. Uh, that was like three years ago, I believe. Can't remember his name though. But it's been it's been about three four years. But uh, I, I'm not I'm not really buying in on running back because uh, Mike Wiley. I don't think he's you know that good now. Rayshon Luke. Like you said, they're raving about the guy. That guy got some wheels, man. The guy got some wheels. Yeah, a little bitty dude, but little bitty he, dude. Yeah, he can fly. He can fly. Ankle biting dude. Yes, he can fly. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it's hard to to, to say. I uh, it's question marks, man. It's offense, man. It's just it's, it's question marks all over the place. Absolutely. Moving right along, Arizona State, Tempe, Arizona is our next stop. Emory Jones has been named the quarterback there, the transfer from Florida. Mm-hmm. Running back room is another running back room with a plethora of questions, Owens. They yes. must be in bad shape if Valaday gets the nod here. You've got <laughs> Daniel Nada. You've got Tevin Coleman. Wide receiver, does Elijah Badger step up to the plate and become the wide receiver one? Tight end, Owens, I think this is a sneaky play. Keep mm-hmm. your eye on Jalen Conyers, man. He might be a nice safety blanket from Emory Jones, who I don't think is looking to push the ball down the field mm-hmm. to begin with. What you thinking? Um, oh my gosh. Emory Jones, am I buying in on Emory Jones in Arizona State? Um, not really. Uh I'm taking a whoever the starting running back is. They always that's that's their bread and butter. Um whoever the starter is, I still don't think even if Valade gets the, the nod, I still don't think he's going to finish the season as the guy. Um, Nada is kind of so-so. I mean, he hasn't really shown me enough that I could trust him to be like that, that main dude. I'm thinking personally, I'm thinking Tevin White probably takes over the, the, the starting job probably by week five or six. Is it Tevin um, White or Tevin Coleman? I'm sorry. Tevin White. I, th- I think gotcha. uh, I think he might take over that. By, it by is Tevin six, White. Yeah. By week five or six. Um, he's built like Rashad White from last year. Is it did your boy's name? Mm-hmm. Um, same type of build. Same, you know, he can, he can, he can uh, catch out in the backfield real good. So um, I, I think, think it's I, I think it's his because – Daniel Nall has been in this system for a few years now, and if he hadn't taken this thing over and undeniably solidified himself mm-hmm. as a guy having the upper hand with the experience in the system, right? it's not going to be him. I don't yeah. think it's Valaday who just got chased uh, chased off by Titus Swing <laughs> yeah, Wyoming. So, it, I mean, it could be Tevin's White to kind of grab once he gets uh, acclimated to the speed of the college game. Right. All right, let's go over to Cal Berkeley. You've got the quarterback position there, Jake Plummer coming over from Purdue. This dude put up some nice numbers in the truncated COVID season before losing the starting gig to O'Connell in the uh, 21 season. So, you you know, he has some potential Mm -hmm. there. Running back, you've got Damian Moore. He seems to be set to be the primary ball carrier. For the Golden Bears, he's bulked up. He's put on some weight. He's pretty much, you know, this is his job to lose. However, 
However, there was yes. A slight push from the true freshman, Jaden Ott. Ott, yes, sir. A good all around back. This is definitely something to keep your eye on. Mm -hmm. Wide receiver, all new faces. We're in wait and see mode here. What are you thinking about this? I'm not buying in it at all yet. Um, like I said, Moore has been around for a while, but he hasn't shown me nothing, man. He ain't showed me a thing that I would just go by. I know you just started, I wouldn't go by and grab more because he haven't shown me nothing to make me want to go get him. I'm not enticed by him at all. Not enticed by him um, at all. And so, you know, Plummer, Plummer might, you know, I don't know, we'll just wait to see. I don't know if I would be excited to go grab him. He's a, he's a good athletic quarterback, but probably be the um, the guy to get, maybe. But I'm not buying in, in this offense yet, man. He's not buying it. Let's go over to Colorado, the Buffs. Owens, this might be a CFF wasteland. You ain't lying. I mean, quarterback, you've got J.T. Shrout nope. coming over from Tennessee. He's battling. Of course, he's been there for a while. He's battling Brandon Lewis. Nope. <laughs> you won't find not at running back potential. I mean, the running back position, he has potential. I mean, wide receiver, Sneed comes over from Baylor. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe he's in love. I don't know. He comes over from Baylor. But this might be a CFF wasteland. Are you looking at anything here? Nope. No. Let's move right along. Oregon. Eugene is our next stop. Bo Nix Owens. He may have a coming out party. I am. Sh Listen, man, you talking about somebody shocked to see what he was doing in the spring. And I'm thinking, hold up. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait. <laughs> what Nate Dog say? Listen. Bo Nix might have a coming out party, Owens, because he just might. it could be that he just needed the right system. That could be the situation with him. He just needed the right system. The running back yeah. room, Owens, this is another deep one. There's just yeah. too much going on in this room, too much to arrest my attention. Uh, you've got guys all over the place, transfers coming in all over the place. The wide receiver room, you've got seven McGee. I think, man, this he's he's interesting to me. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Little very. ankle biting seven McGee. Yes, he is. He's very interesting to me. What say you about this offense at Oregon? Bo Nix, man. I like Bo Nix. I like Bo Nix, man. And I never thought I would say that I, I like Bo Nix. I like from what I'm seeing. I like Bo Nix in this offense. Um, running back, I think it's going to be a, a committee. I do. I think they're going to shut that bad boy. It may be um, one of them situations where they roll with a hot hand. You know, you may have a different guy in, in every game. Uh, so, uh, it's I'm with you, man. I'm Seven McGee, man. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in that guy right there. Uh, so as far as fantasy value, I'd probably say Bo Nix and McGee right now I'll be looking at. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think that running backs, I think that backfield is going to be running back by committee or whoever has the hot hand per game. Absolutely. Owens, I just noticed something. When we were talking about the ACC, I forgot to mention Georgia Tech. Oh. Georgia Tech. Yeah. 
quarterback Jeff Sims, he Jeff <laughs> Sims is interesting. I saw Nate Marquise. Shout out to Nate, by the way. Mm-hmm. I saw him post something about Jeff Sims that I I have the same sentiment. It was something along the lines of please don't do this to me again because he's apparently he's showing out in camp, which is the last thing I need to see. It reminds me of the movie Casino where Sharon Stone's character <laughs> has this weird connection and even maybe an addiction to James Woods' character. James Woods is a nobody in the movie. He's just a leech. He's a nobody. But for some reason, Sharon Stone is addicted to this guy. She does whatever he says. When he calls, she just melts. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how this situation is with myself and Jeff Sims. Is The last thing I need to hear is that he's showing out in camp. Because hmm. I've told myself, don't, don't don't look, don't go over there. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> don't mess with it. And and when as soon as I see he's showing out in camp, he did this and that. I'm I'm having to counsel myself. Don't go over there. Don't even look. And I'm thinking, well, let me just go look. <laughs> I gotta go look. I gotta go look. <laughs> Let me just go see. Maybe it's different this time. <laughs> and so you've got that going on at Georgia Tech. Zach Gibson, you've got that going on. Uh the running back position, you've got Hassan Hall transferring in. You got Dylan McDuffie, probably the dumbest transfer of the whole mm-hmm. offseason. Dante Smith, the incumbent. Not really much to talk about, Owens. Other than that, I just didn't want to skip anything. What do you think? I don't. I don't like Georgia Tech's backfield. Um, Jeff Sims, if he could be consistent, the guy would be have fantasy value. Oh my gosh, man! I would jump on him. Mm. But if you look at I mentioned, I mentioned uh, North Carolina, Pitt, Duke, Virginia. The guy was balling. I mean, you're thinking, man, is this Sims right here? I definitely want this guy. You would pick him up. And so you pick him up. You say, Let's say you pick him up in a Duke game, start him. All right, you got Virginia next game. Put him in. All right, give you 44 points. That's what I'm talking about. All right, you get in against Virginia Tech, and then he'll get you beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a minute, man. You know, he put me against Miami. He gets you beat. So it's like, I don't know. Jeff Sims is selling wolf tickets. Yeah, inconsistent, man. It's just, you got to show be consistent. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's college fantasy football uh, world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Back to the Pac 12. Oregon State. Let's go to Corvallis, Owens. Chance yes, Nolan, he's got potential. He does. Uh, running back room. This has been the bread and butter of a Jonathan Smith-led team. Mm-hmm. Fidenwick is set to be the guy. He's heavily 
heavily, heavily pushed by Damian Martinez. Wide receiver position, not much to look at there. So our primary focus probably is just the running back position. Owens, do you Correct. Agree? I agree. I agree. Fenwick, uh, it's probably going. It's probably the man. Fenwick is the man. Um, does he hold off Martinez? Mm. Or does Martinez start off the man and hold off Fenwick? It's a question. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. Let's go up to the farm. Stanford. Tanner McKee. He is getting consideration at the next level, NFL level. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad quarterback, Owens. He's not. He's not. Stanford he's not. seems to quietly have a semi-relevant CFF option at quarterback from time to time, quietly. Running back, he was E.J. Smith all day. It's him, nobody else. This is his backfield. Uh, Shaw has talked about how they're going to feed him, how they're going to ride him. I can't wait to see it. Uh, wide receiver position, you've got a straight-up athlete there, Elijah Higgins, but he just lacks consistency. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the way they use him. I don't know if it's the way they were running their system last year. I'm not sure. But I do know this, tight end position, Ben Yurisak. Yes. I do know this. Yes. Get this dude the ball. Yes. Pepper him as much as you possibly can. Jump in here, man. Yes. That's the guy um, that in, in the in the receiving game, that's the guy you want. You're a set. That's the guy you want. You want EJ Smith, you want you're a set. Um, as far as fantasy value, Tanner McKee is is not the quarterback you would want to pick up. He's a good game manager. <laughs> um, but he will get you beat. He will. He'll get you beat. Get but, you beat. But those two guys, man, EJ Smith and Neurosec, that's them as the guys you want out of this offense for fantasy value. That's it. That's it. Let's go to LA. UCLA, man, DTR. We know what DTR brings to the table. Nope. Charbonnet. We know what Charbonnet brings to the table. No mm-hmm. threat there with either one of those guys. You get Jake Bobo at the wide receiver position. He's interesting. Owens coming in from Duke. Um, tight end. I don't think there's any worries. I think DTR will find a tight end. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's really not much to talk about UCLA. I'm taking Charbonnet. Of course. But you're talking about Mr. Inconsistency. DTR. <laughs> DTR is it. You want to ask, you want to ask the question. You really, I mean, if you ever want to ask the guy, who are you? DTR is the guy you want to ask. Who are you? Like, are you the guy that 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 that, that goes 16 for 22 for 349 and four touchdowns and, and, and run for two touchdowns? You that guy? Or are you the guy that goes 10 for 20 for 130 yards and a touchdown against Hawaii? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's First like, game of the season, that was jitters. Like, who, who are you? Like, I mean, 
I I can't trust the guy. I mean, he has all the potential in the world, but mm-hmm. you can't trust him. So I mean, I would say you know take him, pick him, play him at, at your will, at your own risk. But I'm not trusting him. He is not trusting him. Let's go across the town. The Trojans, the USC Trojans. You got Lincoln Riley coming there from Oklahoma, bringing a couple of Williams boys with him, no relation. Yeah, Caleb Williams there coming in, taking over. Uh, I think he's going to have a wonderful season. He's got plenty of weapons. No need to go into details about Caleb Williams. We know his capabilities and we know his skill set. At the running back position, this is another crowded room. You've got Travis Dye. You've got Austin Jones. Barlow is there. Relique Brown is there. All of these guys, they're mixing it up. It should be Travis Dye, by the way. It should be Travis Dye. Does he share or how much of the workload does he share or do they have him pass off to these other running backs? That's something interesting we'll need to look at there. Riley's offense does produce Great running back value, no doubt. The wide receiver position, you've got Jalen Addison. He's the top dog. The question is, who is number two? Who's number two? Is it Mario Williams who comes over with Riley from Oklahoma? Is it Gary Bryant Jr.? Taj Washington is still there. Kyle Ford, who was a big body, should provide a nice target in the red zone. They've even got Malcolm Epps that they can get into the mix. Don't know how much they'll utilize him, but Caleb Williams has options. He's got plenty of toys to work with. And by the way, I'm flying solo for the rest of the episode. Owens had to dip out. Uh, and so it's just me, but that's okay. You are in safe hands, even with just me. But Caleb Williams has weapons. You'll, uh, Of course, you'll see Travis Dye catching it out of the backfield. Uh, so there's weapons all over the place. Um, I want to see if Caleb Williams finishes as a top 10 fantasy option. Cause I got some, I've, I've got some thoughts there about that. Um, I'll reserve those for another episode, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that on to Utah. You've got Cameron rising at quarterback position. Who's rising and rising. He's better than I initially thought. I must admit that. Let me be transparent for a moment. A legit dual threat at the quarterback position. The guy's numbers looked good last year. Uh, Again, I was sleeping on this guy, too, because I'm thinking he's Utah. But the guy put up some nice numbers. He's very capable, nice skill set. Um, at the running back position, you know Tavion Thompson. Is there Thomas? Tavion Thomas is there. How much does Glover get involved in this offense? The the little bowling ball that the coaching staff loves reminds them of Zach Moss, said to be a reminder of Zach Moss. How much does he steal from Tavion, or does he even? The wide receiver position, you've got Vele, maybe, eh, we don't know. Well, one may ask, how does Cameron Rising become fantasy relevant the wide receivers are trash well i'm glad you asked that question because the tight end position uh 
This is the real value. This is where the real value is. You've got Brent Cuthie there. You've got Dalton Kincaid there, a couple of pit bulls. This tight end tandem is serious. They are the leading returning pass catchers for the Utah Utes, and they are amazing in fantasy, both of them. The thing is, is you don't know which one's going to go off. You don't know which one's going to be biting that week. So, you, I mean, I guess pick both of them up, I guess, because both of them are uh, extremely capable of going off at any given time, especially if you've got a tight end premium. Cuthie's uh, numbers just looks amazing. Again, if you've got a tight end premium, this is where it's at. These tight ends, both of them, Dalton Kincaid and Brant Cuthie, if you don't have those guys, if they are they are available in your league and you guys are running tight ends, especially if you're running a tight end premium, you got to get these guys on your squad. Find a way to get them on your squad. Let's go up to Washington. Washington, you've got Kalen DeBoer coming over from Fresno State, brings a nice offense and it, uh, an exciting offense, an offense that's very intriguing when it comes to CFF quarterback position. You've got Michael Penix. He's won the job. He is QB1, but here's the issue. How long does it last? We don't know. We don't know because he has proven to be injury prone. He can be nicked up and banged up. Every season, I think, that he's been in college, he's had something wrong. Does anyone transfer? You've got Dylan Morris there who was a straight-up pick thrower. The guy threw 12 picks in 11 games last year, which is probably why it it wasn't saying much that Penix won this job, but nevertheless, this is what we have, and this is what we're working with with this DeBoer offense at the running back position. You've got Wayne Tuolapapa. Wayne Tuolapapa, old Wayne T, is said to be the guy there. They dealt with a lot of injuries in that running back room. You've got Richard Newton, who's been sidelined pretty much the whole offseason. I believe Cam Davis was dealing with some things, so you've got that going on there, but what we do know is, again, this Kalen DeBoer offense is capable of producing favorable CFF options. And at the wide receiver position, we got to look to my guy, Jalen McMillan. He becomes more attractive in this offense, in this system instantly. And so he'll certainly be the focal point of the passing game. Washington State, you got Cam Ward packaged in with the offensive coordinator coming in from Incarnate Word. Very high-octane offense, pass-happy system. However, I believe, I think, he's struggling to adjust. Definitely something to keep an eye on, no doubt about that, as he was a high draft pick earlier in mock drafts and as people began to start their season uh, with drafts. And I think he has fell off a little bit because of that particular information that has been coming out of Washington State. The running back position, Watson, Nikia Watson, is the man, no doubt. But I'm not sure how much he'll be used. Scouring the roster, they've got a freshman. I want to say his name is Javinsky Schlenbaker. Now, Schlenbaker doesn't sound as tough, so we're going to say Schlenbacher. Javinsky Schlenbacher. I mean, it just sounds like the guy's just waiting to run you over, waiting to run you over. So we're going to roll with that. If you don't remember anything about that running back room, just remember that guy's name, but I think the dude is good. 
I think is I, I, I think the guy has skills. Wide receiver, there's a few options there. Stribling, we know, is the returning pass catcher, Renard Bell, coming off of injury. Can he contribute and provide uh, another option for Cam Ward in this offense? On to the SEC, Alabama. Alabama, the Crimson Tide. You've got Mr. Heisman there, Bryce Young. You've got Jameer Gibbs coming over from Georgia Tech, getting out of that situation that was uh, rather challenging for such a skill set. Uh, we didn't necessarily see that skill set uh, didn't, didn't have the opportunity to be unleashed properly. So hopefully we'll get that going at Alabama. I think this was probably the best transfer choice out of the offseason. And so hopefully we get to see the ceiling of his talent where fantasy is concerned. Or will will it be a committee? I mean, you've got Jason McClellan. Uh, Nick Saban is praising him for some things as he looks good. He looks explosive. They've got a stable of backs. They always have a stable of backs. You've got Roy L. Williams doing his thing in the scrimmage. Uh, but Alabama doesn't really lean toward committee. They don't really lean that way. They usually have a featured guy. Uh, and I think Gibbs is going to show his butt this year. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see that. Wide receiver, you got Jermaine Burton. He's been the most consistent to transfer from Georgia, which has to be weird transfers from Georgia after they win the national championship. Hmm. Interesting. He's no doubt the wide receiver one. The, 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 the question is, is who steps up at number two? Who's the number two? That's probably the most intriguing thing right now because you know, they've got plenty of options. They got, they've got Tyler Harrell coming in with all the speed in the world from Louisville dealing with the sprained foot, which is why he's been hampered and slowed down and hadn't been much news about him. I thought he was just another guy, but that's not the case. It looks like he's got a reason. There is a reason why there has been, you know, uh, no news. There hasn't been any news that he's tearing it up. So hopefully we can get that in the next week or so with the season right around the corner. Ja'Cory Brooks hurt in the spring, so he's dealing with that. But this guy, Sean Holden, apparently lit it up in the scrimmage with 180 yards receiving, three touchdowns. And the interesting thing, though, is all of his three touchdowns, all three of them came from Bryce Young, and he was mostly working with the ones. Oh, this dude, may hey, he may be it. He might, he might be that guy. Tight end, I don't think there's much action there at all let's go to Fayetteville Arkansas you've got KJ Jefferson Mr. Mack truck he is without trailing Burks does his fantasy value sink does it rise does he maintain that's something we can something interesting to look at the running back position Rocket Sanders there they've got a nice stable AJ Green the speedster you've got Johnson nursing an injury you got some other options there, but I think Rocket Sanders is the guy that takes over this uh, backfield, and he is the guy from day one. They were kind of, you know, jockeying back and forth last year. We'll see what happens this year. Wide receiver Matt Landers coming in, Jaden Hazelwood coming in from Oklahoma, and you've got tight end or former wide receiver, now tight end Trey Knox has the capability to be an option. So do these guys uh, – provide 
viable options in the passing game? Can they uh, systematize, <laughs> systematize, if you will, K.J. Jefferson into a situation where he is utilizing these guys consistently? Consistently. That's what I want to see. We know he can line it up and bulldoze you and run over you. I want to see some progress. I want to see these wide receivers, other than just throwing it deep to Burks. I want to see some some progression in the skill set of KJ Jefferson. That's what I want to see. Auburn. Let's go on over to Auburn quarterback TJ Finley. Looks to be the guy. He's just a big old dude, man. Just a big dude. Just a big old dude. You've got Zach Calzada. Does he prove to be a real threat? Uh, hadn't done that so far. So um, don't think we care to see that he does either. Running back Tank, Tank Bigsby. The question for Tank is, does he give you a complete season? I want to see a complete season from Tank. That's what I want to see. You had some issues there seem seemingly uh, between him and the staff. He jumps in the portal, jumps out of the portal. Don't know what that situation was like. Seemed to be a relationship that was off the rails. Hopefully they got everything squared away because I want to see Tank shine. This guy is very, very talented, very, very talented kid, uh, an amazing skill set, and I want to see him shine. The back half of his schedule, though, is brutal, by the way. Keep an eye on that as the playoffs roll around. And I'm not buying Hunter, by the way, as a threat, not buying him at all as a threat. His numbers looked good on the front end when they were out of conference playing cupcakes. But after the LSU game, LSU, by the way, their first conference game, after that game and they and they're in conference, his yards per carry was trash. It was trash. So I don't think he's a threat at all to the workload of one tank. Bigsby, the wide receiver, mixed bag. Don't know if I trust TJ Finley to hit one consistently for him to be or them to be uh, profitable CFF options. Just a mixed bag. Nothing to see here. Florida, Gainesville is our next stop. Quarterback, my man, Anthony Richardson, the freak. This dude's ceiling is ridiculous. I can't wait to see what he looks like unleashed. I wonder if Billy Napier can unlock this guy's potential and turn him loose and let him do his thing. That's the focal point of the offense completely, I mean, in a nutshell, because the running backs, I'm unsettled with the running back room. You've got Johnson coming with Billy Napier. You've got Lorenzo Lingard there, supposed to be leading the way. How much are they utilized? I don't know. Does their fantasy value take a hit because of Anthony Richardson's skill set? Listen, Richardson is the guy to watch because the wide receiver is more the same as the running backs unsettled don't know um i don't think we need to know i think anthony rich it's i mean it, it's it's his show it's anthony richardson's show period let's go on over to georgia quarterback nothing to see here with stetson bennett as far as fantasy is concerned nice game manager i'm sure he's a wonderful young man but as far as fantasy value he brings nothing to the table i don't know why he's rostered Maybe in SEC-only leagues, I understand rostering him there. But in full-on 
FBS leagues. I don't understand why anybody would have him on their roster. I don't understand it. I pull his numbers up from last year. This is one thing that baffles me. He lit Michigan up, but that's the playoff game. He had a nice game against Alabama. Nice game against Georgia Tech. But for the most part, I'm not, I'm not interested. I don't know. I mean, UAB, but who predicted that? I mean, you play, you, you think you, I mean, you see that game in UAB and you're thinking, okay, this is his coming out party. I'm sticking him in the game. Look at how they're using him. Look at what they're doing with him. You've got those tight ends out there. going to make him look good. You play him against South Carolina and just look at the numbers. That's all you got to do. Just look at the numbers. Don't think you want that degree of inconsistency. Uh, you're talking about a wide range of outcomes, opposite ends of the spectrum right there. Running back room at Georgia. Man, I was so excited about Andrew Paul. Hate to see him go go down. Hopefully he comes back and he gets back to where he was prior to the injury. Prayers are going out to him, no doubt. Can Kendall Milton stay healthy? He's He's been riddled with injuries throughout his college career. So that question remains to be answered. Um, and while it's remaining to be answered, McIntosh is right there. You can get that guy at a discount price. The guy has a nice all-around back. He's only... 49% rostered, so he's available in over 50% leagues, 50% of leagues. He's a he's a he's a nice multi-use back. I like Kenny McIntosh. Uh, you've got some other guys there. Um, Branson Robinson, dude is like freaking look like a horse. <laughs> as far as <laughs> build, <laughs> dude is just built, man. Looks like an action figure. Uh, wide receiver Adonai Mitchell is a name that keeps popping up. Ladd McConkey, man, I just want to say his name, even if he doesn't catch a single pass. I just want to say Ladd McConkey. I just like saying his name. It seems like Georgia always seem to have A plus wide receivers with mediocre quarterback play. I don't know how they continue to do that, but nevertheless, they continue to do it. You know what else they always have? Tight ends. This is tight end you. This is tight end you, the new tight end you. You've got Bowers. You've got Gilbert, Art Gilbert. You've got big Darnell Washington, all six, seven of him. All those guys are threats, are threats. On any time they're on the field, they are a bona fide threat. So you've got to watch out there uh, with this tight end room. Let's go on over to Kentucky. Kentucky, quarterback Will Levis. Had some pretty good outings. I mean, some pretty good outings last year. He's a very talented quarterback. He's getting the NFL buzz and all that kind of stuff. The running back position, C-Rod is suspended. How long until he gets back? Ramon Jefferson filling in. Um, is it one game, two games, four games? We don't know. That remains to be seen. The wide receiver position, Tavion Robinson coming in. A lot of excitement surrounding him. They love Dane Key. This guy, this kid looked good in the spring game. They're really excited about him. This will be a nice dynasty stash. Dane Key from the Kentucky Wildcats would be a nice dynasty stash. If you're in a dynasty league and this guy is available, matter of fact, let me see if he's available. I'm going to tell you right now just how available Dane Key is because the guy is a phenomenal talent, I believe. 
16% rostered. That means this dude is in 84% of leagues, he's available. Now, I understand all of those leagues aren't dynasty leagues, but this is a guy that I wouldn't mind stashing if I had room in our home league. I would I would not mind stashing this guy. Off to Baton Rouge, the Bayou Bengals, new head coach there, Brian Kelly, giving up the Notre Dame job, coming down south, joining the SEC, and that battle in the SEC West, which is always so brutal, he brings in Jaden Daniels from Arizona State. I admit, this does not excite me at all. It doesn't excite me. It looks like he's going to be the guy. It looks like he's going to start. He's going to be QB1 in week one. Newsmeyer, he might be raw, but I think the upside is bigger. I think the upside is better with him. Running back, you've got Noah uh, Kane running with the ones. Um, John Emery suspended. Can he live up to the hype that he came in with, that being John Emery? Can he live up to the hype that he came in with? Uh, I think we're all going to be looking for that this year. Uh, Amani Goodwin, he should see time. He should, But uh, uh, in the offseason, we did hear the dreaded running back by committee talk from Brian Kelly, so I would pump the brakes on this. Uh, until we see someone establish themselves, if that even happens. Wide receiver room, of course, you already know. This room is stout. It always is. LSU is always stout at the wide receiver position. They've got Butte. They've got Neighbors. They've got Jenkins. Lots of options here. But can Jaden Daniels, how valuable are they with Jaden Daniels at the helm? Or are they good enough to just make him look good? It depends on what the system does or how they formulate the system, how if they, they uh, you know, they're accommodating to the skill set of Daniels. I'm sure they will. Or will Brian Kelly be demanding and say, no, we're not going to cater to you. You need to come up. These are the expectations. This is the system. And this is how it works. And you need to work it. Mm. Mississippi State to the SIP. Let's go to the SIP. Mississippi State, Starkville, what up? Quarterback Will Rogers, he is that dude. Running back Dylan Johnson, you've got Joquavius Marks. These dudes are only good in PPR leagues. They are only good in PPR leagues. If you are rostering these dudes, in non-PPR leagues, that's full FBS, or even P5 only. Something is wrong with you, and you need a mental checkup because this is not, this is not, this is unethical to roster Dylan Johnson in a non-PPR league, Joe Quavius Marks in a non-PPR league, I think. I think it's unethical, and I think it's, uh, you're crazy. Let me just be plain. You're crazy. The wide receiver position, there are times uh, when it's hard to put your finger on a guy and leech a system. We know that wasn't the case last year because uh, the wide oh, – man, what was his name? Oh, I forgot his name. He was peppered with targets last year. Uh, but what do we see in 2022? I think, I think it, it may be 
kind of hard to say is it is it Jaden Wally? Is it I mean who is it? Rufus Harvey? Um, we don't know. We shall see. You've got Jameer Calvin coming over from um Washington State, familiar with the system. Uh maybe there's some rapport there that makes him uh a fantasy option that remains to be seen. Mizzou, M-I-Z-Z-O-U, they've got a quarterback. Brady Cook is his name, the newly appointed QB1 there. He's got a wonderful target. We'll get to him in a minute. Running back room, Nathaniel Pete was leading. He's been dealing with some injuries, some I guess some small ailments here and there, kind of nicked up. And what that does in the offseason is it opens the door for other people. Keep an eye out or watch out for, keep your eye on Cody Schrader. Name consistently popping up, out of, can be coming out of the coach's mouth. Eli Drinkwood said he's been the most consistent back. This dude just comes out of nowhere, but you need to keep your eye on Cody Schrader. The wide receiver position, we already know Luther Burton is that dude. He and another freshman that we're going to talk about here in a minute, Man, these these dudes are serious business. I mean, serious business. So you've got to get these guys, and I would draft them in redraft, no doubt. They're dynasty assets, of course, but I would draft Luther Burden in a redraft if I had the opportunity. Yes, I would. Let's go over to Ole Miss with old Lane Kiffin, the Lane train. Looks like he's got Jackson Dart running the Lane train. He tried to play games and say it was Luke Altmeyer, but all of a sudden, Jackson Dart showed out. He showed out in the, in the scrimmage. Uh, okay, Lane, uh, tell us something we don't know. It's going to be Jackson Dart. Just stop playing games. Running back, you've got Zach Evans comes over. You've got Bentley coming over from SMU. Ulysses, listen, Quinshawn Judkins is that dude. I think he he pushes Bentley down to RB3. I think Quinshawn Jenkins is going to establish himself as RB2. Um, you can hold me to that. That's just fine. But I think it's happening. I think it's already happening. And I think Bentley made a mistake by coming over here um, to Ole Miss. Wide receivers, some say Mingo. Others are high on Robinson. When in fact it could be both. You got Malik Heath coming over from Mississippi State. Man, that's gonna blood some, boil some blood right there. Of course, you've got Michael Trigg, very very talented, one of the best tight ends in the country. So it could be Trigg could be the leading pass catcher in this offense. That is a reality. That is a reality there that the tight end in a Lane Kiffin offense. I mean, Lane Kiffin, you know, he's he's used tight ends before at FAU. So it's not like this is foreign to him. So it's it's pretty much um it's a it's a it's a real thing. South Carolina, the West Coast USC, you've got Rattler coming in from Oklahoma. The expectations for him with this fresh start are very, very high. He's got weapons, man. But the running back room is a mess, I think. I think the running back room is a mess. You've got too much going on there. Marshawn Lloyd, can he stay healthy? He just hurt his foot, I believe, not too long ago. You've got 
the transfer there from Wake Forest. You've got some other guys there that they like. Is this going to be uh, a committee? Are they going to share this thing? How much of a, of a load does Marshawn Lloyd garner? How much does he command? I don't know if he can't stay healthy. And I think that him, this injury probably, um, in the coach's mind, probably uh, <laughs> in the coach's mind, probably doused that idea, uh, poured water on his game, and 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 him uh, being the uh, n- uh, numero uno, undisputed running back one, getting twenty plus touches a game. I think this injury probably spoiled that. So we'll see. But again, they've got options. They've got weapons. Rattlers have got some weapons at this wide receiver position slash tight end. You can, you know, incorporate it all. They've got weapons, man. Josh Fans, Juice Wells, Corey Rucker coming over from Arkansas State. The tight end position, Jaheim Bell is a monster. Austin Stogner is very, very capable. You've got I mean, there's plenty, plenty to play with here for Spencer Rattler. On to Tennessee, the Volunteers, Hendon Hooker. This is my guy right here. I love me some Hendon Hooker. And I love the recent quote, by the way. The recent quote is, is, is I think it was, I think it was, he, he's quoted as saying, when they're up big, it's his job to apply pressure. That right there sounds like a dog. I want that dude on my team. The running back room, you've got Jabari Small. You've got Jalen Wright. You've got Justin Williams there, true freshman. They did have Lynn J. Dixon, but I guess he didn't like the scenery or something and decided to shoot deuces, and he is out, bounced out on them. Wide receiver Tillman is that dude. He's lighting the DBs up in practice, said to have been torturing those guys. Can't wait to see that in live action. Brew McCoy, the eligibility saga continues. Uh, the NCAA, man, just just burn it down, man. Just burn it freaking down. Jalen Hyatt, the dude is a burner. How can he contribute and how do they use him in Josh Heupel's offense? Texas A&M, is it Haynes King time? It may be Haynes King time. We shall see. Uh, I'm not buying it, though. I know some people are. The running back room, A-Chain, Devin, A-Shane, A-Sean, however you want to say it. Can he handle a workload, a workhorse load? I'm not sure. With his size, maybe he bulked up. Maybe he put on some weight. Maybe he is readying himself, preparing himself for a workhorse load. Uh, I don't know if he can handle it. We shall see. I know Le'Veon Moss was getting some uh, some some looks Earlier on, we'll see how how that goes. Wide receiver Evan Stewart is the other freshman I was talking about who is just amazing. I'm telling you, man, Evan Stewart and freaking Luther Burton, listen, they are high on Evan Stewart. And this dude, he's it. He is it. Vanderbilt, Mike Wright named the starter. Ray Davis is back. Will Shepard leads the room for the Commodores. That's probably all you need to know or even should 
care about with Vanderbilt. And we're going to stop it right there. I'm going to kill this episode right here. And we'll be back. Hopefully, I'll have Owens back next time you hear my voice. Uh, Don't know how fun this is doing this solo. But nevertheless, we got it done. Listen, I'll see y'all when I see y'all. Oh, you'll hear me when you hear me. Until then, I'm out.